following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on this Thursday broadcast presented by Dorn Mayhew. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Uh, he just finished off his best season ever with the Lions, and now you're into the NFL draft, which we'll touch on in Detroit. We have the Combine here in less than two weeks. Also, free agency that second week of March, and then five weeks later, uh, it's draft week in Detroit, so the season is over, but football conversation will continue, and then you'll get the rookie camps and the OTAs, and before we know it, it'll be July. The Lions, by the way, I'm seeing them as the fifth team in power polls for 2025 out of 32, fifth favorite on multiple sports books to win the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Next year, so we have a lot to talk about. Already an acquisition off a futures contract, and I'm not going to explain it because I really don't know everything about it, (laughs) but uh, the Matthew Betts, the Canadian Football League Defensive Player of the Year, speed rusher, how that translates to the NFL. Could he be the Warren Moon of speed rushers? (laughs) Who knows? We'll talk to Jeff about that. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. If you want a shot at winning Lomas Browns Lions tricked-out custom golf cart from Impact Power Sports that were given away this summer at the Tullymore Golf Resort, just text IMPACT to 21000. Let's welcome in Rizzy. How you doing, my man? Good to be with you. Tough act to follow here with Vanderwall. That was uh Yeah, was he's... he's uh, <laughs> He's a great guy. He's awesome. <laughs> I, he is really, just like with you, I tell everybody that the two of you have grown so much uh, on air and interaction and how we go back and forth. It's uh, fabulous stuff. And John is a huge Lions fan and speaks. He was. He was wearing a Lions hat Yeah, today. he speaks highly of you, season <laughs> ticket holder. So uh, the season over, uh, you know, you look back at the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan is getting hammered on the West Coast, just like Campbell was for some decision-making. The last one I didn't really think about until after the game was, and now when you get the audio from the players mic'd up, how shocked Reed and Mahomes were that the Niners didn't take the ball to start overtime. It was a tactical error, and the, the Niners players have talked about they didn't know the rules. You know, they, they were reading the rules and learning the playoff, the differentiation between playoff and regular time on, on the field themselves. Like, they weren't they weren't prepped for it. So I, they, I wonder if Shanahan was thinking that same thing, take the ball and go get a touchdown and win the game, where that wasn't the case on the playoff OT rules. Right, and uh, him, I, I'm going to assume that Kyle Shanahan knew the rules, but the fact that he didn't express it to his team, that's an oversight. That's, that's a gaffe on his part. Andy Reid, you better believe he knew that. Uh, I, w- I will say the Lions 
We know this because we actually asked. Um, it wasn't Dan. It was one of the assistant coaches. I think it was. I think it was when we got to talk to Ben Johnson early in the year. Th- that actually came up, and he said, "Yeah, we have a plan for it already." So the Lions, you know, they had they been there, they wouldn't have been in that panicky situation. <laughs> And it still takes me right back to halftime when the Lions lead 24-7. You know, Jeff, I... It was tough. And here's why I thought they could have beat the Chiefs. The Niners had the opportunity in that first half to be up 17-7, 17-3. They didn't take advantage. I'm sitting there watching the game with Buddy saying they're letting Mahomes and the Chiefs hang around. Kept saying that, hang around. That was the motto, really, until... The Chiefs took the lead, right? That They let them hang around. Then you started to see Shanahan look panicky, look look nervous. You know, he didn't go for the touchdown to win it. He settled for the field goal to tie it. He didn't take the ball, or he took the ball. Instead of saying, my strength of this game has been my defense, why wouldn't I put them out there first yeah. and say, okay, Mahomes said, well, if we score a touchdown, we we're going to go for two, fine. Then you know you'd have to score a touchdown and go for two. Right. Or if you hold them to a field goal, you get a touchdown, you win it. Yeah. One of the things that came out was that uh, their defense was gassed because they had just been on the field for like 22 of the last 26 plays of the game. So, yeah, I kind of buy that. Like There is something to that, but I, I don't know, man. I, you got you to know what you want. Do you do you want to? Do you need to get that next two point conversion? Do you need to get the touchdown? Can you win it with a field goal if they screw up? You know, there's all sorts of different situations like that. And then he didn't play it very well. I'm watching that first half based on the first half. Not that in overtime they're going to beat Mahomes. They be in the Lions. Yeah, I believe off what we watched in the first half in the NFC Championship game. I think the Lions are up something like 24 seven against the Chiefs. If the Chiefs played the same way. They did in the first half of that Super Bowl, and the other team was the Lions. That was my point, that the Lions, I believe, were the better team. That's complete team. But Mahomes and the ability of the Kansas City with Spagnola and that secondary to play that man coverage and be able to go after Purdy and not let him get comfortable because he missed two wide-open TD passes. He did. He, he had, and that's one of the areas where if you're somebody who believes that the Lions could have won that game, the Lions' offensive line is so much better than the 49ers, and that would have made a difference, in my opinion. And Goff is going to hit those throws, and Purdy, Purdy just didn't. Um, Goff is much more likely to hit some of those throws. The the deep one to Ayuk that uh, went over to his outside shoulder when it needed to be a post on the inside, Goff makes that throw. We've seen him make that throw. He can even make that throw to JMO, and they don't have all that coordination. You know, like that, that it was there, man. It was there for the Lions, but you got to get there first. And they they didn't take care of business to get there. That's that's for next year. My first post after that game, Rizzy, was I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes again. I love Nor the Niners. You. <laughs> yeah, I love the Niners minus two. I was really comfortable watching that first half because it reminded me of what the Lions did to the Niners. Except the Lions cashed in on those points in that first half. And then Mahomes and Kelsey, and they got it done. And, you know, and then they have that parade uh, yesterday. And just it, it really makes you shake your head like you're doing right now. It, I'm it's, doing. I'm it's not going to get unbelievable. I'm not going to get into all the politics of gun control and everything. But it's just a sad state in this country 
that people, and again, I go back to not the guns, the people behind the weapons who would wake up yesterday and think today's a good day to go uh, bust out weapons at a celebration for the Chiefs where two of them, at least two of the alleged perpetrators, had Chiefs jerseys on. I, yeah, I don't under I don't understand how you, that's that. It's more mental health. I, I don't I, I don't know what to say on that. It's just just it's, it's, it's awful that we have to like think about it. Yeah, because I I've been to a championship parade before. I, I told you off the air. I went to the Cleveland Cavaliers parade. One point five million people in downtown Cleveland. I never thought a, a minute about security. That was back in twenty sixteen. Now, when the Lions win the Super Bowl next year and that parade's going down Woodward, I don't know if I want my kids there. And I said to you, it's just because it's so impossible to secure that large of an area. But they do a great job securing Ford Field, the big house, Spartan Stadium when you go to games. Okay, I will give Michigan a lot of credit. They do a great job with it. Um, And some high schools even have metal detectors going in for their football and basketball games. Yeah, you take your uh, you take your your uh, as media. We have laptops. We have bags. They make us at Michigan take every single thing out of our bag. Lay it out for them. Turn the computer on. Turn your phone off and on. Get back in. I, I said to you that I believe this. The NFL, the NFL franchises, the cities, I think the million-plus parades are going to go away and the celebrations will be in the stadium because you can yeah. secure the stadium. Could be. That's you can't have sad, this. But- well, because, you know, unfortunately – like in school shootings, copycats keep the thing going, right? Yeah. And and you just you can't have another Super Bowl celebration have this. I, I, I feel safe at Ford Field. I feel safe at the big house. Okay. I feel I safe at any NFL event, venue or college football venue. I don't worry there. I don't. But on the streets, unfortunately, in America, you do look now. You 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 do lock your doors. At stoplights, not just in bad p- parts of the city, everywhere. You do. You see someone, oh, you know, to the left. You have to, unfortunately. You do. Uh, one of the things that they taught us when we when we moved to Houston for the first time, we have never been in Texas before, was assume that everybody's armed and doesn't like you. And, like, that's your default mode as you go through the day. You were and told that to prepare. We, we were told, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, that, that was sort of the, the default setting. And uh, it wound up being pretty good advice. I think what they're going to do is that they're going to do the um, they're going to do the stadium, and that's where they'll have their championship celebrations. Most, I know Michigan did a little parade about a mile and then did their celebration at Chrysler because it was winter, right, for football. It's just sad, man. It, it is. is. It's, it, it's it's very unfortunate that the the celebration gets overshadowed by that because what the Chiefs did was fantastic. Yeah, but think about Mahomes was running around into the crowd taking selfies with the Lombardi Trophy, and you you think these three dudes again, uh, allegedly three, uh, they're still working on the investigation, but those players are right there, and then. I said to you, someone proposed it on Twitter, the, the dudes that tackled the shooters, and one or two of them, need to be on the list for Super Bowl rings and honored at halftime at Arrowhead 
they clearly season. they clearly watched uh, some of the the Chiefs guys tackle because they there was some pretty good form on that. There was, and I, they, they interviewed the one guy this morning. I forget what. Did you see how fast on. he closed on that dude? He, yeah, he had some he had some you, burst you and he see? had some technique. And he's like, I saw that the gun was like up in his sleeve a little bit, so I made sure that I hit his arm so it would come out. I'm like. Did you see the, for you, man. like the guy's wife or a woman pick up how big the other rifle was? Yeah. And that, there's a lot going on there. Think about the lives that were saved. I mean, that that's the to me That's it, that's the redemption part is that there's good people in the world still. That's you know, great. for how many people were there? And and one fatality is too many. 10 to 15 yeah, injured. I think 11 or 12 of them were kids and all are going to Recover, right? Yeah, sounds sounds good prognosis for the people. That but you wonder there. about the heroes and what they did. And you see that woman, woman's holder like Chiefs bag, and she grabs what looked like a huge gun. And again, when they arrested uh, and, and the alleged uh, three shooters, uh, my first thought was, this looks like, was this a gang ritual? Are you, uh, well, what's the purpose of this? I That's what I... I and again, your debate on gun control. Talk to your politicians. Change those. Uh, you got to. You got to do it in D.C. Uh, that's your call in America. You have a right to feel what you want to feel. But I'm wondering what makes people wake up in the morning and want to do that. It's a good question. That that, that I can't me, answer that. That, that to a... me is what is lost in all this conversation, Jeff, about this Sandy Hook, about Columbine. We can go, unfortunately, through a lot that we know just the names. Schools, the towns, right? Yeah. That what makes somebody that that's what we're not dealing with. Yeah. What makes somebody wake up and say, I'm going to gun down innocent people, whether it's a supermarket in Buffalo, whatever it is, what it's black, the white guys here, black guys here, Hispanic uh, person in Houston at the church, whatever it yeah. is, it's not defined to a race, it's not defined to blue, red, left, right. What may I need to know when you're in this country and you wake up and you know you want to go kill innocent people who did nothing, nothing to you? I can't comprehend it either. I I can't get past that. It's sad. And we don't talk about that enough. No. We We don't talk about why. We don't look at that mental side of why. You know, the one thing missing in our schools as we build $30 million stadiums or the band has a luxury bus or a huge auditorium, we, we need more mental health professionals in those schools talking to those kids, letting them you know, discuss not having a father, being poor, or being rich and having a mom who's on drugs or that abuse you. Let them talk because you got to get to these kids before they're adults. There's a definite, and I will say that as a former middle school teacher, that that's sorely lacking. There needs to be almost a number like you do for special uh, needs. There, I think there's a law that's supposed to be like a teacher for every ten kids, right? I believe so. Yeah. I think in I think in school it's one for every twenty three, twenty four. It might be. I'm talking special needs, though. They require more teachers because it's more hands-on. Right. Right? Yeah. So you look at a school district and say, okay, you got 800 kids in your school. You know, you, you need five, six, you know, mental health professionals, therapists who, who work there, 
who look, who teachers then identify, learn from the therapist when a kid's going through something. A kid who needs someone to talk to, who's going home alone, who's never seen his father. Man, you can be angry. You know, I know without a dad, man, I was angry. I I was angry till I was 30. I was angry. Angry at the world. Not crazy, just angry. Yeah. And, And I think that to me is what we're missing here. In all this, because everything Twitter is becomes left, right, blue, red, this is, oh my God, here, you know, we're, we're missing. How do we get to someone to understand that they have people who love them, self-worth? It, it's the same attention we, we try and pay towards people who are suicidal. Because I really think when you're doing this and you walk into a school, or you walk into a supermarket in Buffalo or a chief celebration that you don't care if you live or die. You don't. You have zero self-worth of your life on this earth. And, and that is sad. In my, that makes me, I don't care. Again, it's not color of skin. It, this is not defined to a religion. It's, it's, I really believe, and I'm not a mental health professional, I really believe people who get to that point don't care if they live or die. It's almost, it's almost like you know you're ending your life. There's no glory that you're going to, oh, we celebrate mass murderers. No, we don't. No, we really don't. We don't. I have people who say that, and, and they, they're going to go to a prison and say, yeah, man, I shot 11 kids. All right, good luck with you. How long are you going to live there? Right? It's just sad. It was football. The Chiefs, um, some Mahomes, you know, and like I said, I, the main focal point is figuring out why somebody wakes up on that day or with plans. We can go to Oxford. Teachers, as a matter of fact, they did the report on how that school missed so many warning signs, right? Absolutely. Again, our teachers are overworked. I get that. Yes, yes, they are. I, I do. I, our yes, teachers are. are overworked. I will say that as a former teacher right. who was horribly overworked, and I left in part because I, 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 that's I, could, what I didn't mean. want to do it. That's Couldn't what I do mean. it anymore. Was was not worth it. You know, find <laughs> teachers who get a minor in uh, you know, psychotherapy and, and mental health wellness. Find teachers who, you know, this, the, that have that balance, that they're rewarded with extra pay because of that, right? I there, there's a solution out there, and hopefully one day uh, we'll find it. And God bless everybody in Kansas City. And I know the Chiefs will do the right thing for those kids. Yeah, uh, and, the, the, the Hunt family will take care of it. They're they're good people and the heroes. And unfortunately, I read a great again using the word great connected to this is crazy about the Chiefs shooting that the people who had to witness this will live with this. It will be nonstop replay in their minds and they'll hear and see everything for the rest of their lives. It happens. Uh, my mom was a bank teller. Her, her bank back in 1988 was the subject of an armed robbery. She still has nightmares about that. That was 35, 36 years ago. Mm. And, and she, she like guns were fired just like up in the air, but she's, she can, every time she hears a gunshot, she's taken right back to that. And the one thing, the one thing I take from Kansas city and union station yesterday, the stories when the people were dropping that other people went to help that the chiefs players comforted the kids. That there's a story of a guy that saw a guy gets his jaw shot off. 
and he's taking off his shirt and helping him. And that, again, tragedy, uh, unfortunately, brings out the best in this country. It does. It's nice to recognize that there's good. Yes, there are, there's still as much, so much more good than evil. And then the key is, and I, I think evil may be, I'm not going to say too harsh, but there's something that goes on in your mind when you just don't care if you live or die, that you're going to wake up that morning and kill innocent people. And that's, that's where we need to put the focus on. We, we really do. Uh, gun control, mm, you know, you can't go punish somebody who is law-abiding and say, well, we're going to change the rules for you because of what someone else did. No. That'd be like saying someone got drunk driving. No, we're, no one drives after midnight anymore. You can't. We need to find out why these people do it. We really do. We'll lighten things up next segment, get back uh, to the Lions. But I just wanted to talk about what happened yesterday in Kansas City. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. You have a comment about the Lions at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. And you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-866. 838 4843. That's 1 Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into DeVos Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14th through 18th. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. grboatshow.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino. The Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Part of 
the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinnerd and CC Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in the huge show across Michigan Thursday broadcast presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. One of the world's top accounting CPA business firms headquartered in Troy, Michigan. And Josh oversees the West Michigan office in downtown GR right by uh, the S-curve. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire uh, in studio with us. Draft coming up at the end of April in Detroit Combine in a couple of weeks. Uh, Lions' needs are obvious. I, I think they addressed it. The one thing I did like, and whether Matthew Betts, the Canadian Football League Defensive Player of the Year with British Columbia Lions, whether he becomes an impact player, they're not dumping a ton of money with him. Futures contract, not quite a free agent officially until I think second week of March when they can sign free agents. But the minute the season ended, when I saw that move for Betts, a speed rusher, 6'3", 260-ish, on the edge, who could be opposite, Hutch could be just a bigger version of James Houston, they knew their need and identified it publicly immediately. And the second thing, when you ran your poller this week about CJ and the $3.5 million deal, immediately I heard edge rusher, Secondary, Brad Holmes, Campbell, they understand, like we all do, where the deficiencies are with the Detroit Lions. They know what they need to do to get better. Uh, Betts, I will say, I've watched him play. Um, I, I actually interviewed him at the Shrine Bowl back in 2019, I think it was. He did okay. Um, the thing with him, you got to keep the expectations in line. This guy, he had 18 sacks last year in 18 games. Fantastic in the CFL. The three years before that, remember they play 18 game seasons. So 54 games before that, he had seven. So, <laughs> so what is there any talk about why his production increased so much? Uh, some of it was that they they moved him a little bit wider. They actually started out a little bit wider. They, they had a position coach change and he started there, but he also just started to get it a little bit more. Um, got a little bit better with his hands. Um, he's still not a guy that gets off blocks very well, but if if he gets he gets, he gets that snap jump. He's kind of a, a, a snap jumper, uh, you know, anticipates it very well. Very big, quick first step. He's uh, got a shot, you know, there, there's no harm in seeing what they got. And if he, if it works out great, if not, okay, you can go back to Canada. He's, he's from Montreal. Uh, he's, he'll, he can have a very good career up in North if he, if he wants to get back to it. But I don't blame him for coming down here and trying. I don't blame the Lions for, for trying to get it for him. It's it's very it's no risk. It's, it's not like they're not going to draft somebody at that spot just because they signed this guy. I think if he could make the team, make the practice squad, it'd be a plus. And who knows? Take a flyer on him. That's why I like Holmes and what they're doing. Everything they've been touching seems to work for the most part. And the C.J. Gardner-Johnson poll you put up 
That was like 81%, on, on, I think, won him back. Well, three and a half, five. Well, because it's depth, even if he's a backup, yeah. right? Yeah. I and mean, just, you told me last week Cam Sutton still has all that money due, so they're not getting rid of him. He's not going anywhere. Right? So <laughs> why not have, you know, CJ, based on what you do in the draft, what you do coming up in March and free agency, three and a half million seems like a steal. Yeah. And, but that's, so that number was sort of deliberate for me. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to sign for that. Well, this is a guy who's missed a lot of time with injuries. A lot of time. Last four years, he's missed at least five games every year. He missed 15 last year. Like, there's there's a reason why he's on the market a lot. There's a reason why he bounces around a lot. It's all of his durability. You're not going to want to pay like they did for Emmanuel Mosley last year. Emmanuel Mosley is going to... I, I think he will be back, by the way. Just my thought. I don't know that, but I would expect him back for less than half of what he made last year in Detroit. Coming back as an outside corner to see what he did. This was a guy who stayed in Detroit, even though he was on injured reserve and knew he was not coming back in the season. It says something about him. says something about the team. I think they're going to reward that. I think he'll be back for like two, two and a quarter million. Uh, last year he made six, but that's the same thing with Gardner Johnson. Like, okay, you proved your loyalty. You proved that you could be a part of this team, but we can't pay you what what you made last year. Made five, made six and a half last year. He's not getting that. He's not going to get half that this year. I don't think. That's why Mosley and uh, CJ being backups, and if they start and earn it, great, right? But but it's depth. I, I I think front line, and when I say front line, that would be drafting a corner at pick twenty nine, or even if you bumped up five spots because a corner you coveted was there, right? You might give up a lower round pick. You have 29. You have four picks in the first three rounds. We discussed this a little bit last week when talking about DraftWire, which people can follow Twitter, Facebook, online. You're the Lions. You'd like to get a starter in the secondary, a starter uh, on the line, preferably edge speed rusher, and then some depth possibly on the O-line, and maybe even another receiver in that mix. Yeah, and some of that depends. Josh Reynolds is a free agent. But, uh, but yeah, free agency yeah. and the draft yeah, you, to yeah, you, achieve all that. Yeah, you got to figure out who, who's leaving. Uh, they're, I don't think they're going to be able to keep both guards, both Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson. They're going to probably have to prioritize what they want there. You just can't spend that kind of money at that position. So you're going to be looking at drafting one, at least one there. That's not a first-round pick, necessarily. That's something you can get You can get my guy Christian Mahogany from Boston College in the third round. I'm, um, give me that. That guy's great. Um, I think you pay Glasgow uh, based uh, yeah. on what he's done, right? He can also play center, and that's not that's not unimportant because Frank Ragnow, we, you know, he toyed with retirement this offseason. Um, my indications that I've been given were that he was a lot closer to hanging him up than I think a lot of fans would like to believe. So it could be one more year with him, right? right? And uh, right now, Graham Glasgow is the only other guy on the 90-man roster who's ever snapped a football. So they're going to have to get somebody in there, too. Um, again, that, as a backup center, that's something you can get late in the draft or sign. Evan Brown's a free agent again uh, from Seattle. Remember, he was there the year before. I could see him coming back. If the price is right, he didn't necessarily get the salary that he wanted last year. Also, by the way, didn't play all that well in Seattle. So maybe maybe he'll want to come back and be with Hank Fraley again because Hank Fraley basically resurrected his career. So there's they have a lot of options to go through. And that's that's the fun part of this time of year is we can think, well, 
you know, what, maybe they can get this guy in free agency. Or if they get that there, then then what can they look at in the draft? That's 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 what keeps me up at night now. It's fun. It's a fun way to be up insomniac. Jeff Risden, uh, the insomniac uh, from Lions Wire and also Draft Wire. You can follow draft coverage year round. Look for Lions Wire and Draft Wire Facebook, Twitter, and online. So if we set up the off season, yeah, you throw that futures offer signing with. Uh, Matthew Betts out of Canada. Uh, you threw out the possibility of three and a half million for CJ uh, Mosley, uh, also in the mix, which I agree with. What, what do you think Holmes is saying as a look at free agency there? I think what after March 11th, yeah, when we have this pot of money. So between now and that March 11th, you're it's not a it's not a big window on the needs of golf. Sewell, that deal may be next year, not this year, yeah. or St. Brown. St. Brown could actually be done this week. Yeah, that's what you're hearing? Yeah. Uh, they have, they are talking as we speak. Uh, uh, a very reliable source uh, has indicated that they are, in fact, talking. Is there any week. chance that they ride it out with golf one more year and don't give him the deal? To give them, they know they're close. So think about this, though. And I, I, I was talking with buddies last night. If they're close to a Super Bowl, and, and there's no guarantee of a dynasty, okay, do you ride them out one more year, tell them, hey, we're going to strengthen the team in other areas through free agency, right? One guy that deserves it is St. Brown, and he's still going to be nowhere near golf money, Right. He'll be close. Close. <laughs> it's gonna, the, the, the numbers that are getting tossed around. Uh, Was it twenty five a year? Twenty five a year, three or four years, depending on. Is that put him with the highest paid receivers in the NFL? He'd be in the top five then. Yeah, I would yeah, think. Which is um, that's that's DK Metcalf, AJ Brown level. Of you know what? One thing actually we, a little bit more than that per year. I got to tell you that I there was a head scratcher this week with all the post Super Bowl and everybody has the. Uh, way too early NFL power polls and who's the favorite to win next year in New Orleans. I saw something, and that's why I brought up this golf stuff yesterday to my buddies. So Lions are the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl, second favorite behind the Niners in the NFC. Also, I see the MVP odds. Goff's not in the top 10. Goff is nowhere in the top 10 with all those offensive weapons, Laporta, uh, J-Mo, Gibbs, St. Brown, Brown, Gibbs, Montgomery. Uh, he's nowhere in the top 10 for 2025 MVP candidates. And that caught my attention. You know, on one of the, the books, I, I won't say which because I'm not sponsored by them. You can't even bet on Jared Goff. He's part of the field. Like that's so is there that something seems, that seems disrespectful to me, but disrespectful or again, the gambling world knows a lot that we don't. If you're, they do. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. Really do. They, I'm telling you, <laughs> they Rizzy. Could really <laughs> Holmes, who has been very deliberate, willing to do things that go against the grain, could he say, we're going to do your contract after next year? It's possible. The other... And then you get the conspiracy theorist. Well, it's not really a conspiracy theory. It's, well, he's going to leave it's, then, right? No, but it's... Is Ben Johnson going to leave, and does he does that mean that Goff regresses without Ben Johnson being there to tailor his offense? I actually wrote a thing uh, this morning on Lions Wire on how much Jared Goff 
how much they tailored the offense to what Jared Goff, Jared Goff is a better play, player under center than in the shotgun. So the Lions run a lot, lot less shotgun than any other team in the league. Um, Kirk Cousins is the other one who fits in that bill, and Kirk Cousins is they're they're kind of the same quarterback. I would I would take Jared Goff over Kirk Cousins, but I I, I get the argument. But they they do so many things that they didn't do early on for Goff. You know his his percentage of time under center has increased every year. The time between plays has shortened every year. He's better when he's going fast. He's not he's not Matthew Stafford wanting to snap the ball at the very like edge of delay a game. That's not what Goff does well, and they've done a good job of, of adapting the offense to doing that. They've incorporated more motion every year. Would, if Ben Johnson leaves, would the next offensive coordinator, whoever that might be, have that rapport, have that chemistry with him? Because if if you're getting, if you're even regressing Goff back to where he was at the beginning of the 2022 season, Lions aren't winning with that guy. And I wonder... Maybe that's where it's coming from, but I, I, I still think they're going to pay him. And I don't think they're going to pay him the the crazy money. I think it's going to be like a two or three year deal where they're you know we'll give you 140 million over three years and guarantee most of it, and then we both have an out if it's not working. That and you're really echoing where I'm going here. That next year will be year four for golf, right? Yeah. Three with Johnson. You would, and that's and important. you would think Johnson, with another successful year, is an NFL head coach a year from now. If he wants to be. If he wants He to. could have been this year, too. <laughs> but And again, this is, this is Brad Holmes who traded away the franchise and Matt Stafford. Okay? I, I get Jared Goss' value with the fans, with the team right now. No one's saying get rid of him. No, no. one's saying put Hooker in. But from a business perspective, if he has one more cheap year on a deal and you were able to massage your available cap money, which is one of the biggest numbers in this offseason, you're able to take care of St. Brown. And next year it's Sewell and Goff you take care of while telling their agent, we were 20 minutes away from a Super Bowl. We are investing our money this year outside of St. Brown deal and some other free agents, we're going to bring pieces that will help Jared lead us to a Super Bowl. Right. And, and Panay. And it's the difference in, in doing your free agent shopping then. You can get a Jalen Johnson at cornerback from the Bears. You can get um, Shidobe Awuzie from the, the Bengals, who uh, I think is going to be a, a very likely free agent target based on how he plays and, and his where he would fit into the pecking order, or you're going for a guy that, you know, maybe isn't playing all that well. Or you're getting like Stephen Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, sorry, Stephen's brother, uh, 33 years old, hasn't played well in two years and is sort of living off of his name reputation more than like, that's the, that's, that's the difference between having that money and not having that money. And that, you know, it's, it's the difference between getting like Daniil Hunter, who I, I think is going to be overpriced, and I don't think the Lions have any shot at him. Or Khalil Mack, who's old, and I don't mean that badly. You're not going to get your money's worth out of him, but you can shop for him, or you're going after Matthew Betts, and, or somebody like who's the number three. Pa- Jonathan Grenard in Houston is an example of a guy who's probably going to get about $10 million a year. Would be a fantastic, I would love Jonathan Grenard to be opposite Hutch. 
but can you afford him if you're paying golf that much money? You're paying Sabre on all that money. And Sewell. Yeah. And so that that's where they have to factor that in. And, and that, that matters into then, if you're a fan, are you okay with them maybe not getting the bigger ticket free agents to keep the guys that are here? But then the guys that are here have to be that much better than they have been even because you're paying them that much more. And let's and be that's honest. A tough balance. Okay, it's, let's it's, do it's the, not an easy job. Let's do the Kirk Cousins math. You have one final year on golf steel, you would have two franchise tag years, right? Correct. So technically, you have golf under a three-year deal. Yeah, you certainly have them for two. Um, the, the franchise tag that first year is not a problem for the Lions. Second year, second year, then you get an escalator and you're going to pay them seventy million. That's that's kind of tough. Well, who knows where the money is in? But you're you're looking yeah. at two years guaranteed with him, right? Which would put it at five years, which also would be two years of development for Hooker behind golf. If, I, I, when I saw the MVP thing, I, I've been on this train. Pay him, you know, the Jared Golf. I'm right there, but there was a small flag that went up. When I said, okay, he's not in the top 10 for MVP candidates? Yeah, there's still more national doubt on golf than there is local. And, and, and is that love affair with golf the same level with the fans with Brad Holmes? I mean, that, that, we don't know those things. Yeah, I, I would be stunned if golf isn't here for at least through 2025, if not 2026. Well, that's but, what, but you still have two years, what we said, with right. this end of this year in a, yeah. in a franchise. I think there's a lot of here. people that are under the impression that he's like fixing the leave. No, 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 no he's no, not. No. So he's, it, he's under contract for next year for, I, I believe it's $31 million or something like that. I don't the franchise tag year would probably be 55 60 Yeah, you're, you're going to be, you have to pay the average of the top five at your position, so, which means he's going to be getting 55 Then the year after that, you have to pay 150% of what you paid the, the year before. So that's, so, that's so taking got, away the So that two there. years, you got a two-year, ninety million dollar deal. Let's right. say, yeah, which, you got it. That's that's good money. I take that. And you got two years to see what the Lions will do, right? And, what, and how Hooker has progressed. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that MVP 2025 list on multiple, multiple sports betting sites to not list golf. That was a flag Jeff Riz yeah. didn't. Hey, if you're a golf believer, there's an investment opportunity right there too. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you're right. I play the field. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N. Also on Twitter, online, talking Lions, NFL Draft. You have a comment or question, you can drop it on the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Everything huge 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan. Let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys 
in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment, hour number two on this Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I do want to remind everybody, Johnny Brand Sr. was telling me about the two happy hours every day, Monday through Sunday at All Brands Steakhouse and Grill, so you can pop in and watch the Wings, College Hoops, Michigan, Michigan State, and also two happy hours each and every day at All Brands locations. Brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Wyoming at 44th and Division, Johnny Brands in Granville, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands on Leonard, and also Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. 